Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Well, a wild one here in Tacoma tonight. Reed Detmers at one point struck out seven in a row. That's a franchise record. 14 strikeouts equals a franchise best. Bees took a one nothing lead in the second inning. Jack Mayfield single to left, took third on a base hit to center by Kean Wong and scored on a Chad Wallach sacrifice fly to take a one to nothing lead. Then in the fourth inning, there were two outs, nobody on when Kean Wong single to left. He stole second. Chad Wallach was hit by a pitch. A wild pitch from starter Justice Sheffield moved the runners to second and third for Magnari Sierra. Sheffield's pitch. Slapped toward short, backhanded on a dive by McCoy. Gets up, throws to first, not in time. It'll be an infield single and a run batted in, and the Bees have a 2-0 lead. And it stayed 2-0. Again, Dretmers was breezing right along until he faced leadoff hitter Alex Blandino in the sixth inning. 1-0 pitch. Swinging, there's a high fly ball, left field. Adele back at the wall, and this one's going to be gone. Just over the barrier and left. Alex Blandino with his fourth home run of the year. And now it's the Bees 2 and Tacoma 1. So 2-1 to one ball game, and it stayed that way. Detmers left after 6. Jose Marte was in trouble in the 7th, but escaped. Grant Dayton worked to 1-2-3-8. But in the ninth, Ty Buttry came on to try to close it out and face leadoff hitter Zach Green. There's a swing and a fly ball. Right center field. Back is Thomas. We're tied. It's gone. Zach Green goes the other way on a 1-0 pitch, and it's 2-2. So a 2-2 ball game. That means extra innings here in Tacoma. In the top of the 10th inning, Chad Wallach was the automatic runner. He took third on a wild pitch. Had to hold it first on a ground out by Sierra, bringing up Jake Gatewood. Ground ball deflected by the pitcher behind the mound. Picked up by Brash. Turns and throws to first and gets the out. Brash getting a glove on it. Prevented that one from going through into center field. And he made a nice recovery as the ball ended up about five feet behind the hill. But the Bees take the lead. One run on one hit. No errors. One runner left on the base pass. We go to the bottom of the tenth. Bees three. Tacoma two. So a 3-2 ball game as uh, Gatewood had a uh, line drive single to right earlier in that inning. In the bottom of the 10th inning, though, with Blandino at second base, it didn't take long for Jared Kelnick to tie it up. Ground ball, that's into right field for a base hit. Blandino around third, he'll score. Now Thomas overruns the ball, and Kelnick will take second base. That'll be an RBI single for Kelnick. He'll take second, likely on an error. We're tied at three, and once again... The Rainiers have the winning run in scoring position with nobody out. In the 11th inning, as the pitcher Jonathan Aro escaped without any further damage being done, Jose Rojas was the automatic runner. Joe Adele walked. They both advanced on a ground out by Dylan Thomas, setting up Jack Mayfield. Punch to the right side. Pass the diving green into right field. In to score, Rojas. Adele can only move up to third. It's an RBI single for Mayfield, and the Bees are back in front, 4-3, to three, and still have runners at first and third with only one out. 
but they couldn't uh, make any more damage in the inning, so it was a one-run lead going into the bottom of the 11th. Brian O'Keefe was the automatic runner at second base. He moved to third on a single to left by Zach Green and scored on a sacrifice fly by Mason McCoy, and that tied the game at four. Pease would regain the lead in the 12th. Chad Wallach, the automatic runner at second, he would uh, hold his ground at second on an infield single by Magnaris Sierra. Jake Gatewood would sacrifice the runners over to second and third, bringing up Michael Stefanik. Line to right field. Heineman there makes the catch. Wallach wasn't tagging. Now he's going to come home and he's going to be thrown out by him. Oh, the catcher dropped the ball. He's safe. What a break for the Bees. Wallach was down the line and not tagging up and then had to scamper back. Still decided to break for the plate. The throw had him beat by 10 feet, but Brian O'Keefe couldn't handle the throw. It was a strong one-hop throw that O'Keefe had and lost as he tried to apply the tag to Wallach. Sierra advances to third. The Bees are up 5-4. Huge break for Salt Lake. But uh, that wouldn't be enough because in the bottom of the 12th inning, Trey Amberge was the automatic runner. Alex Blandino walked. Jared Kelnick single to center field, scoring Amberge as the tying run. And Blandino went to third. Scott Heineman struck out, but Eric Mejia delivered the game-winning run. The two-strike pitch to Mejia. Fly ball left field. Adele back circling. Makes the catch. Tagging at third is Blandino. Here comes the throw over everybody's head. The winning run scores, and Tacoma takes it 6-5. to five. And that would be your ball game. Tacoma wins it in extra innings. The Bees now 2-2 two and two in overtime games this year, while the Rainiers have won two and lost five. Game three of this six-game series tomorrow night, and we will preview that game after this final timeout on the KSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.